Meanwhile, at the Palladium in Manhattan, Emma Frost makes her way into the VIP. Hello, Mr. Lufuck. Who are you? How did you get back here? Go freshen my drink. Uh, okay. Hey, where are you going? We have a mutual friend in a high tower. He asked me to change your mind. But I already said I couldn't give Fisk what he... You're about to hear my voice in your head, and then you're going to give the Kingpin what he wants, and this will all be over. But before I go, I just want to assure you how lucky you are. You see, I'm the good witch. Oh my fucking god, is this LaBouche? I can never remember, is this LaBouche? I'm not familiar, I, I don't listen to a lot of 90s music. Well, you simply must dance with me. Come on, it's LaBouche. I'm not a good, I don't dance. You don't dance? Well, you do now. Oh, I will dance. Be my lover. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode, oh my goodness, I'm about to say 210 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Yep, I'm your host, Brett, and this is LaBouche. Be my lover, wanna be my lover. Do you remember when I used to call you LaBouche, Evil Jeff? (laughs) I don't. I called (laughs) you the Mighty Boosh. That's right. That's what I was thinking of. Hi, everyone. Welcome. We're going to talk about comic books today. Aren't we excited? Yay! But first, let's take some personal stock of ourselves, Evil Jeff. How are you? Um, you know, I'm okay. Things are good. I got my new MacBook uh, Pro decked out oh, to good. the nines. So nice! That's like, you know, technology is the only thing that makes me happy now. Yeah. No, good. I know. Joe's a robot, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's your like boyfriend. Blow up doll. Blow up doll. Oh, blow up doll. It's technology. <laughs> it's technology. It was t- high technology once that you could blow something up like that with your breath. I just heard that they're now having to pass laws to prevent people from making because you know those living dolls. Yeah. Yes. That you can have sex with. They're having to pass yeah. laws to so that you don't make children living dolls. Fuck. Isn't this awful? Like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> I mean, like, not to be, not to be like this, but maybe we should so they stay away from the actual children. Or, but is that just going to get them tempted to where then it's like they need right the encourage them? Yeah. Same thing with no, porn, should, slippery no. slope. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of the th- of doing things you should never do, I yeah. have been getting a taste of human flesh lately. Oh, you have? How is it? Because. I watched the first episode of Yellow Jackets. I feel like this is this is how humans check in with one another. The question we're all asking, it's not how are you? It's not how are you dealing with COVID? It is, are you watching Yellow Jackets? Yeah. It was once something where someone's like, oh, it's just this show. It's like Lord of the Flies, but also with Juliet Lewis and Christina Ricci. Yeah. And, Someone, and- I read a review that was like, it's Lord of the Flies meets Heathers. And I was like, well, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, you're like, of course. And then the girl, the other main girl, the girl who was in, um, what's her name? What's the lead girl? Uh, Melanie Linsky. 
Yeah, who got her start with uh, Kate Winslet, Heavenly Creatures. Yes, and I just saw her in, I did, I saw her in Don't Look Up recently. Oh, I did. On Netflix. I hated it. I hated that. Yeah, yeah, no, not good. Um, but uh, what do you think? So you're how many episodes I, in are you? I will tell you this: I have a fear of flying, so I get very triggered watching scenes of plane crashes. <laughs> so that, I was that just one gearing will up you. of like, well, clearly they're in a plane crash, so we're going to see the plane crash. I'm freaking out, and uh, luckily that part was done very more. Uh, I did you ever see the movie Fearless? With Jeff, Bridges, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff they like Bridges show and Rosie like this long drawn out of the plane crash. It was more yeah. done a lot more poetically. So I was like, okay, I can handle this. It was like but in what, flashes. Yes, but what wasn't done is the the world these girls were living in. There is brutal death booby traps, and there is the there's cuttings of bodies. There's the eating of human flesh. There's creepy like where the wild things are costumes. Yeah, like, like, oh, it, hey! It is fucking creepy as fuck. And then Christina Ricci with her fucking <laughs> she is frizzy curly hair and big <laughs> glasses and those creepy big eyes. Oh. Um. So you're how many episodes in? One? Just one. I just watched the first yeah. one. I'm. I just got through all ten. And here's the creepiest part for me personally, Evil Jeff. Um. Their flashbacks, their childhood, when they're not in the wilderness, and even their adulthood, I think. Well, geographically, it's Monmouth County, New Jersey. It's right around where I grew up. There's there's somebody who is wearing an Asbury Park shirt, so it might be Asbury Park. It's so, and it's also the mid '90s. So these girls, it's where I went to high school, and it's when I went to high school. So these. These were my high school friends. And when I tell you, like my sister just texted me. She just started. She was like, so the town they live in is based on Manalapan, New Jersey, right? And I'm like, it has to be. Because this, it is so well written because it is exactly the people from my hometown. Exactly. There is a speech coming later from a character named Van when they're in the wilderness. And I'm like, that is the most most fucking Monmouth County, New Jersey monologue I have ever heard in my, like they are my goddamn friends from high school and it is hitting real close to home, which is probably why I still have nightmares about the show. Even a few days after finishing. I um, also, because it's like, as you said, like when it's flashing back, they're the age I was, I mean, they're a little bit younger, which is horrifying. Um, uh, they're about two years younger than me. Um, and the music for me. Yes. I know exactly when every song is in the night. Like if I hear a 90s song, I know exactly which year it is. You give me a 2000s, 2010 song. I'm going to have much more trouble pinpointing it. But a song in the 90s, I'm just like, that song didn't come out yet. And they were very good oh, shit. At, at doing like, nope, that was a song in 1996. Oh, they're playing Elastica? Yep, that was 1996. Yep. Like the music was really, really spot on. And I get really finicky picky with that. So I was like very jazzed about that. So you have to check out on Spotify. There's a Yellow Jackets playlist. Fantastic. Oh, awesome. It's all 90 songs. Oh, great. And since you 
you haven't gotten to episode three yet. You haven't seen the opening credit sequence yet, which they introduce in episode three. And it is 1000% the music and the visuals. 1000% my vibe from high school, from the mid nineties. It is the most like nine inch nails, Marilyn Manson, my life with the thrill kill cult sounding theme song you like an animal oh my god it's so good it skews so thrill kill cult it's so good anyway i can't wait i can't wait wait it's good but i will say it isn't bingy for me because it's too much it's so intense we can only do like one or two I decided to, back when Netflix was just a DVD thing, I was going through the seasons of um, Six Feet Under, and I decided oh my God. to just watch, it was the one where Lily Taylor gets murdered, uh, that season, I binged like like six episodes in a row, and then I was like, I think I'm going to slip my wrist, so I think it's I need to stop. Yeah. Like I that show, I can't, I, I can't watch too many in a row because it's just too much for me. It was like Squid Games was the same way. Yeah. So intense. Um, like, my dreams weren't, like, about a soccer team in the wilderness, but my dreams were just frenetic and dark and intense and scary, just like the show. Um, There's another thing that happened as well. What? That I think we should talk about. This is another, what are you going to hit? Tom Banks. Yeah. Um, there's a new trailer of something called yeah. Moon Knight. Yeah, someone called Oscar Isaac. Have you heard of him? Oscar Isaacs. Mm. I'm always mm. just like, yeah, you're up there in my list of like, oh, for celebrities sure. I want to bone. I was like, you're, defi- nice face. you're hanging in the top 10, definitely. You're so hot. Yeah, yeah especially say, as Apocalypse. Is, mm. Yeah, it definitely, shut up. It definitely, <laughs> uh, it was giving me um, a Legion vibe. Yes. The whole uh, personality thing. Yes. And just how it's just like he doesn't know necessarily who he is and what. He's it like, does why did you I, call me Mark? Yeah, it seems, I, I from what I'm seeing, I'm like, this looks really good. It looks really good. It looks really moony and really nighty, and I like it. Yeah. And I don't give two shits about the character Moon Knight, so I'm like, come on, you will. on. make me care. Make you me will. care. Yeah. Do you think like we'll have a West Coast Avengers in the MCU? Because that's where I was introduced to Moon Knight was when I read that West Coast Avengers. They should do with, the what is know. it? The Great Lakes Avengers. Ah, oh, that would be so. They should good. do that one. Like that would be their Doom Patrol. They have mutants on that team. Which one was the mutant? Big Bertha. Isn't she a Big mutant? Big Bertha's a mutant. Why is she so. on Krakoa then? She should. We'll have to fact um, check that. Debbie? <laughs> she was listening. She's on it. We are our new intern, Debbie. Um, and then the other other thing that's going on is um, everyone's getting COVID, and I don't know how I'm dodging it. I'm not. But I feel like it's going to happen. Did you get COVID? No. Wait, did you say you're not? But so, when you said you weren't dodging it, I thought you meant you got it. Oh, no, I'm not getting it. I haven't gotten it. Just, I've never had it. I'm not getting it. There was an outbreak at my job. I'm the only one who didn't get it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still wondering that maybe I did get it and I just didn't have symptoms because it, it, everybody you have it. it. Oh, my God. Everyone's got it. <laughs> Jenny's got it. Roger's got it. Roxy's Debbie's got, got it. it. That's why she's Debbie's in got it. I, I put her in a box. What is this box? But she's got a la- she's got a laptop with good Wi-Fi, so she can do our research. 
you ever see that movie Boxing Helena? Yes, with Sherilyn Fenn. I saw it with John Waters. There's my shout out, celebrity shout out. Like you Granted, saw, it, we like, just happened to be to in the same. Well, we just happened to go to the same theater at the same time. We didn't like. What did he think? Um, but we sat like I could see him while he was watching it, <gasps> oh and my God. he was laughing hysterically through the entire. Thing. <laughs> so I was just like, yes. Oh, that makes me so happy. I just saw him on television. He's in a show. He makes a cameo appearance in Search Party. Oh, cool. I, I haven't watched the new season of that yet, so. I don't I don't like Search Party, Evil Jeff. None of it? Have you watched all the no. seasons? No. I, I watched the first two, and then I watched, like, a few episodes of the Cola Scola one. And then I started this one. I'm like, you know what? I, I just, I hate Aaliyah Swatcott's main character, like, Dory. I hate that character so much. And I hate yeah. the other characters too. And also, I just, can I, can I just say this? Like, I'm sure he's a wonderful human. I think John Early is overrated. <gasps> it's doing the same thing. It's the same character in everything he does. I, right. I don't like, like, it's not even a millennial. Like, oh, well, they're millennials. Like, okay, I'm young Gen X. Like, relax. Yeah. Like don't don't put say, me in a nursing home just yet, okay? I I do get it. I just don't. I like will say, it. I will say this. I like it, but I like it as something on in the background while I'm doing something else. Just yeah. by itself, I will say I feel that the 2010s were all about horrible character shows with where all the characters are horrible. Right. Yeah. And it's, girls. That's kind of played out, and it's I'm a little sick of it. Even like watching, I've been watching. Um, there's like a new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, this might have jumped. In. Yeah, Maybe this is jumping I think the it's shark. over. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we still got comics. Wow, the 2010s were really. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. And comics don't have too many awful characters. Or do they? Let's Beast. see. <laughs> Hit it. I want your ex. X-Men. X-Men. There's some X-Men books. books. Weird X-Men books this week. Yeah. None of them are like normal. There's no No. normal X titles. What happened to the normal X titles? Yeah. So first we we have... have Which one are we doing first? Wolverine. The X-Lives of Wolverine. And, okay. I'm just going to just lay it out there. I'm not into this at all. Is this going to be about him going through time saving Charles Xavier from Omega Red? But I, my thing is, okay, so here, so here's the thing. Some woman's popping out a baby. The Some baby woman. just falls on the ground, which I was like, oh. that baby would be dead. And and then he cuts the cord and he's like, hey, Chuck. And then, But the way he said it was like he knew who it was. He did. So That's Wolverine he, from the present. But that's what I'm saying. Is he going back in time? Yes. To save him. So, but yes. was there? How is he going back in time? We don't know yet. Because who was there? It was just Gene. I didn't see like there needed to be like Rachel should be there or something, right? Right. Right. That's what I didn't get because I was like, wait, you're having him go back in time and do this, but how is this technology? Like how? And if that's true, why are you not going back in time and then like stopping Mystique? In Inferno. I don't know. I don't know. I hate it. I hate this. 
Is it Mikhail Rasputin who's sending Omega Red back through time to kill Xavier? And then oh, and Xavier's also, like... Brad, what? you know which, who, what character do I hate the most in all of the Wolverine's enemies? Omega okay. Red. I hate, So I'm just like... And he's like jumping into different bodies. And it looked like Xavier opened some kind of time portal. Like it was like a Krakoan gate, but it was like time, not space. Don't. Can we not do this no, now? This Can we not have thing. like purple Krakoan gates that are time gates? I don't want that. Yeah, I no, because also that. that's because then it's like, then why are you changing this and not everything else? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, by the way, it turns. and the, But then it's like he's sending the him back in time to kill Xavier as a baby. I hate this. I hate it. How about when she's like, my stillborn baby's name is Cassandra. <laughs> I hated it. Christ. I just, I didn't even realize that. Cause that was said before and I did it. Did it click in your head that it was Xavier then? Yes. Oh, I didn't. Well, it, it was like the home. It was like the home of Mr. And Mrs. Xavier. Like they gave it away pretty early. Oh, see, I guess for me, it looked You were older. skipping around because you hated it. Well, no, it looked older. It looked like it was like in the year 1900. So I thought oh, it was like yeah. like, a di- like an older relative. No, it's just like rural. It's still a long time ago. But there well, are I mean, how old is Xavier mansion. supposed to be? Like 40? That means he's our age. What? That means that like man 70. Xavier is not. No. Well, when he was born, he came back younger from the Kirkoan shit. No, I'm talking about no. When he met Moira and all of that, he's not that old. He's old now. But but Moira, Moira and all, since he met Moira is only like five years since the X Men began. We saw I done seen the the time thing on the lives of Moira. S. Debbie, get on it. Xavier is only like probably in his forties, so that means this is like oh in my the God. early seventies when that's supposed to take. So that was like so the nineties. I, <laughs> I do like when I like the beginning when Wolverine's like, I hate digital watches because it only shows you the moment. Regular watches show you all like that that there is like a bigger picture in terms of time. I was like, I like that. And then the rest of the book happened. Yeah. I'm more interested in one where it's the the de- the the deaths of Wolverine where we yeah, see that's it looks after like it's going to have it's going to have Dakin and uh what do we call her Wolverine? Is she just Wolverine as well? You damn Laura. right. Laura. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, let's bring them into the mix cuz then it'll be interesting. Right now, yeah, not liking it. They put it's just like his mind is going back in time. It's like yeah, and it looks like they're already setting up for it's like, oh, I'm going to go back in time with Sabretooth and Maverick. And I'm like, I could give Ugh. zero fucks how about, about that. How about when Mama Xavier, like, she just gave birth to one live twin and one not live twin. And she, like, stands up with a shotgun and she's like, get away from a house. I'm like, how are you doing this? Yeah. That being said, next we have uh, Devil's Reign, X-Men. Devil's Reign, X-Men. Love this. And we already know that that Emma Frost, in a deal to save, what's her nuts? What's her name? Uh, Teleporting. Lordis. Lordis. 
um, in order to save her, she kind of made a deal with uh, Kingpin. And it looks like some of this deal is like doing some dirty work. And uh, and Emma Frost, that's what we read in the beginning, is Emma Frost, they kind of show her kind of brainwashing people um, to do what they want because she's the good witch. And Kingpin's bad witch is Electra, who's just murdering little girls. Yeah, she's not mind's white. Oh, right, so Electra murdering a child. Yeah, not a good look. Not a good look. Is this what Electra is afraid in the main Devil's Reign book when the Kingpin is like, I'm going to tell Matt about that thing? I think that's and not, she's I like, think is it this? That, I think that would be the thing. That's a pretty good thing. It's a pretty good thing to know about. Oh, you that kid is adorable. Was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. So yikes. Electra. So we have the flashback of when Emma and Electra kind of were two henchmen assassins for Kingpin. Then we cut to the present day where Kingpin is like, I want the X-Men's headquarters out of New York. Get them out of here. They, you don't have to arrest them. Just get them out of New York. One thing that really bothers me is the Kingpin says, quote, I want that treehouse taken out of Midtown Manhattan. And I'm like, they're not in Midtown, Mayor. They're on the Upper West Side. Thank you so much. But is that is Central Park span both of those areas? Central Park is above Midtown. OK, so Central Park isn't in it at all. It's not in it. It's above it. And they're on 86th Street, which was already established in Jerry Duggan's X-Men. And 86th yeah. Street is very much the Upper West Side. Wow. I don't have time for this nonsense. <laughs> I also hate that they haven't given the full Captain Krakoa story yet in X-Men. And I feel like this is like assuming that that issue came out already. <gasps> Oh, my God. Did you see the preview, though, for next X-Men? The page with Scott and Emma? No, I didn't. <gasps> Girl! What is it? I'm so excited. So it's clear that they're going to, like, give you the backstory of Captain Krakoa yeah. next. Um, I'm going to fucking text it to you right now while we're doing this podcast. I'm going to text you this goddamn image because it is so hot. You say something about the issue while I do this. Um... That was the one thing that was just confusing to me is they're just like, well, then since Cyclops died in this big attack and I was like, what, when did we don't know any of that yet? It was it was doing a lot of stuff as if we had known everything. But I do like this idea of like the Thunderbolts with U.S. agent and Rhino and all these other people uh, basically coming to attack them. And Polaris is like, won't let them out of the car, um, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, oh, shit. Um, wait, the Rhino, right? How hot oh is God. that? How adorable is that? Scott and like Scott crawling out of the resurrection pod and just like resting his head on Emma's shoulders. She's there with a waiting with a blanket and his visor. What is up with that? That it's not Jean, but it's Emma. Do you? Because they're think... plotting. True, but still, if someone dies, you think that Jean would be the one. I'm wondering if Emma has fully taken over. The resurrections. I think the death was planned. I think the death yeah. was part of the plan, and it's yeah. and it's it's a quiet council plan. So that's why Emma's there, and Jean isn't. 
and Gene's not. Yeah. But also, like, I love that Jerry's like, we need we need some Scott and Emma because that's still a thing, too. Yeah. Also, you said Rhino in terms of Rhino being on the Thunderbolts. What is Rogue's? What is Rogue and Gambit's connection to Rhino? Like that's, when Rogue was like, I was just about Rhino. To ask what are you doing? Too. Remy's gonna be so upset. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what that's referencing. Yeah, I didn't either. I was like, huh? But I love it. Yeah, I wonder. He I said, wonder. "Ain't nothing personal, sugar." He calls her sugar. They have a history. What's happening? Yeah, there's something. Something we're missing. Something. She's like, um, Remy's going to be very disappointed. Fascinating. Yeah, I do like how Polaris is kind of more like, let's fucking fight. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's what he wants from us. Um, So it looks like they are going to just temporarily kind of like, well, we'll just like chill out somewhere else and let this tree just kind of be... There oh, no, no, else. no. No, they're staying there. Emma got them amnesty from the United Nations. Yeah, oh, no, I'm just saying that's what they were thinking of doing. Oh, yes, and yes, then yes. She, And then Emma goes to the UN uh, with Leland, and they're able to get amnesty. Um, but yeah, they're, right now it's the thing where it's like Emma's like, oh, my God, it's just so much fun. I just love fucking with them. It's just really fun fucking <laughs> I love how Emma's like, Fisk is out of his depth. And then the next panel, this woman is out of her depth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These two going up against each other, I think that's going to be pretty fun. Pretty fun. They're putting Emma up against all the fun villains. Yeah. Kingpin, Sinister. Well, honestly, but you know who needs to come into this to help Emma Frost out? Who? Uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, I loved when her friends. Jessica Jones had that run together in that in her. Yep, Kelly Thompson. Series. I need that to happen again. I need her to come and like help people out. I need Kelly Thompson on an X Men book because Kelly Thompson loves her some Emma Frost. She puts Emma Frost in everything. Jessica Jones, Captain Marvel. Emma's a big part of both of those books. Yep, because she's awesome. Because she's the best character in the Marvel universe. Hello. Yeah. Can you imagine if someone was like, here's the deal. Combo Queers, I love what you're doing, and I want to give you funding. I'm going to give each of you a million dollars to just do everything you want with you, the uh, with, with this podcast. The only stipulation is you can never talk about Emma Frost ever again. No deal. Yeah, we're like, sorry, no deal. No deal, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but basically half of our podcast is just talking about Emma Frost. Oh, uh, whatever. We'd I'd be like, yes, I'll take a million dollars. My new favorite character is Celine. <laughs> um, so this book's what? great. I'm looking forward. It's one of number one of three. I'm looking forward to this cute little spinoff. I'm enjoying Devil's Reign, also yes. like the main yes. title. Something I'm not enjoying because I'm just confused about and I couldn't get in. I only read the first issue and didn't like it is the death of Doctor Strange. Yeah. So we've got an X-Men and Black Knight issue, spinoff issue of that story. I just was like, I don't get it. I don't know what's happening. I'm really not caring. And I just stopped reading. Yeah. I mean, it's I'll let me top line it for you. Yeah. Doctor Strange is dead. So all of the things he was protecting in terms of like the barriers and preventing magic invasions, they're all 
everything's being invaded now. And so this is just how London is being invaded. Basically, that's the event. Like, everything is being overrun by these magical whatevers across the globe. And this is kind of what's happening in London. Got it. And so I I don't know why the X-Men were deployed to London, but here we are. And so what I didn't know is that the Black Knight, Dane Whitman, has got a daughter. She's carrying the sword and riding the Pegasus. He's back at the ranch in like some big magical throne made out of the same material the ebony blade is made out of and they're like a team they communicate telepathically he can see things she can stab things and so together they are the the black knight still kind of making them crazy yeah so she's a real asshole this whole issue and they're like (laughs) it's because of the sword and i'm like she's kind of an asshole and it's, it's both but then she meets up with Fiza, um, who we love, right. a.k.a. Yeah. Excalibur, and she's great. The X-Men get turned to demons, and basically the Black Knight and Excalibur need to save them, which they do. Which X-Men are v- in it? It's the current team. Right. Okay. It's like the X-Men. So it's Polaris, Sync, Sunfire. I just Jean, thought Ileana would be in it because it's Doctor Strange. Uh, she's in the main book. Right. She's not in the spinoff. She's in like the main story. In fact, I think she is the one who's now Sorcerer Supreme. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, this book is fun. I, you know what? There was like kind of a reveal in this book that I liked. And it's that it goes back to the legend of Excalibur and it was that when Excalibur was in the stone, that itself was a protective barrier against magical invasion. But Merlin wanted to be able to have a champion to wield Excalibur. So he created a spell that's like, okay, we're going to take Excalibur out of the stone, therefore um, allowing magical invasion. But, I will cast a spell and I will give the same abilities to the Sorcerer Supreme. So basically the Sorcerer Supreme will innately protect us just as Excalibur did when it was in the stone. Did this happen like in the past? In the past, like King Arthur days. And so now that there is like Excalibur is being wielded and there's no Sorcerer Supreme, boom, the protective barriers come down, demons invade And then they find out that the ebony blade and the ebony throne were the stone. They're made from the boulder that housed Excalibur. And that was never a thing before? That was never a thing before. I thought that was really cool. That's very smart. I like that. And so what the Black Knight does in order to send all the magic back after saving the X-Men, she says to Fiza, stab me. I'm the stone. Like I am, I have the same properties as the ebony blade. So I'm pretty much the stone. So put the sword in me and Fiza does. And then Fiza uses her like powers to keep her alive. So now this new black knight is literally walking around with Excalibur sticking out of her chest. I mean, and that they, is what is keeping just, the magic. Like, clash the swords together. <laughs> Very dramatic. Very dramatic. Yes. Or couldn't they have just put it in the throne? The throne, he's not with them. He's like miles and miles away. 
Get a the best part, though, is they're able to save the X-Men and all of London by using Rogue and Sink's powers, since Fiza and the Black Knight are the only ones immune to the magical invasion they make Rogue absorb their powers, and then Rogue is immune, and then Sync is immune, and then they make the rest of the X-Men immune. It's great. But then are they only immune while she still has Fiza's powers? Oh, yeah, no, while she still has, she has to have the sword like sticking out of her chest, walking around. Like, um, are you okay? Oh no, I'm fine. No, but I mean, is Rogue and the X-Men only immune until Rogue, when Rogue's powers of powers absorption of Fiza's powers wear off? No, because after that, they stuck the sword in female Black Knight. And oh, all the okay. Demons got, went it, away. got it, got it, got it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, and then the end, they reveal um, that daughter of Black Knight, new Black Knight, I forget her, Jackie, um, is a mutant. Sync was like, Gene, when I borrowed your powers, um, and Rogue's like, yeah, I felt it too. And they're like, let's wait to tell her. Tell her what? Tell her she's a mutant. But so the new we Black don't Knight's know what powers she has? No. I don't think they mean Fiza. Yeah, no, it's it's Black Knight. It's Jackie. But where does Fiza? I'm not sure. Fiza has those powers. I thought, yeah, she's got like the powers the to like sword? heal and control. I don't know. No, I feel like those were her powers. Is she a mutant yeah. also? I don't know. Debbie, De- Debbie oh, has COVID. She, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, let so her rest. What? She can still work. She's burning oranges to see if she can get her taste back. Is that a thing? Yeah, people are. You're supposed to like burn an orange on a stove until it's black, and then and then like eat it, and then it's supposed to like bring back your sense of taste. I think it. Get the fuck hard. out of here. That's some. That's some witchy shit. <laughs> Um, should we talk about another comic that is not the X-Men? I like other comics. Yeah, you gotta get a comic. Hit it. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. Oh, yes. In honor of a new TV show that will be coming out, they have to bring in a new comic about it. That's right. And she can't be bulky and gross. It's called She-Hawk. I will say where She-Hawk ended up, she was being very, I did not like it. She was very like, well, I'm She-Hawk, bruh. Like she was, they were made her stupid. She In was Jason like, Aaron's run on the Avengers. She was yeah. like, she got like crazy, crazy, insanely powerful. Like they were basically just kind of making her like the regular Hulk. 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 Yeah. And I was like, that's not what was interesting about her. So I was very like, I don't want to read this. But then I saw. And the how cover. about when she was like, "Touch my pussy" to Thor? Yeah, weird. Yeah. But then I saw the cover, and I'm like, "Oh, this looks a lot like the original, like Peter David She-Hawk, like the sensation yeah. She-Hawk of the past." And that was fun. And I open it up, and she's just regular. And I'm like, "Oh, she was brought back. Did that happen in a previous Avengers run?" Yeah, I think um, it. She dies in. Um, the the Kotati thing, and then she's brought back to life in Immortal Hulk, and so maybe it's in Immortal Hulk where this where she's kind of reverted back. So now it looks like she is back to where she can just be a regular human girl, and then when she needs to, she can Hulk out and be green. 
And I was like, cool. Yeah. I thought I liked, it's like definitely like back to basics. I call it the same thing as like, you know, like when time to put Charles in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back to like the factory settings. Yes. And uh, back to her trying to be a lawyer, trying to just make it as a lawyer. They're back even to like, fighting hey, Titania. by the way, Jana Van Damme's like have the same apartment with the same clothes. Yeah. Love it. I love that the first segment in this book is she happens upon Titania who wants to fight her because she just likes fighting her. And I'm like, ooh, Titania, Tatiana, Titania, Tatiana, Titania, Tatiana. <laughs> and I love it that they finally decided, like, look, we do like fighting. Let's just fight for fun. Let's just fight for fun. Like, fuck shit. Lesbians. Up. Yeah. Lesbians. Basically, Titania is like, hey, it's Che Diaz. <laughs> do not say that. <laughs> Sorry. Name. I, had to, I had to work that in <laughs> That's my somewhere. Word. <laughs> I love that that became a trending meme. It became like such an ugly phrase. I know that one where it's like it's Che Diaz, and you see like Drew Barrymore screaming on the phone and screaming. <laughs> like everything, every like meme they were making of it is just so good. Oh god! If you're not watching and just like that, Don't. I'm telling you the funnest thing to hate watch on the planet. Holy shit! Che Diaz has set back the trans and nine, like basically any sort of gender movement, like back 60 years. I'm so sorry. I know. But it's just She's like, like a non-person. I think a turf is secretly writing the show because like, yes, hey, let's get a non-binary you. character and make them annoying and not funny. But they're and like hardly a person, like just a string yeah. of cliches. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> fuck Miranda I hate Miranda now and I was always a Miranda because I was a redhead uh-huh. oh. but anyway um, She-Hawk it's Rainbow Rouse writing this she wrote the newest the, the last run of the Runaways which was amazing she also wrote that uh, gay Harry Potter book yeah carry on Can I carry on uh, so I love her and this just feels it just ha- for me as the Gen Zers would say, it has the vibe. It's it's definitely it has like, the vibe. You, you got it. You got it right. Yeah, yeah. She understood the assignment. She understood the assignment. Thank you. She showed up now, to do the work. I don't. Know. Is the lawyer Miss Utah like Mallory, the lawyer she works for? Has she been in previous comics? Like I've never been familiar with her, but I I don't know. And part of me is like, I hope this is her just taking on cases of like petty villains. And then yeah, it's only a five issue. It's a limited series, so there won't be that many villains. God damn it! I know. But it's super cute. She understands the assignment. She gets the voice right. Thank God she's got more than one outfit because I was really stressed. That was like triggering for me. Like you don't. Like, how are you going to, like, wash your clothes and, like, you can't She-Hulk out in them because you can't ruin them because it's your only suit. But thankfully, Janet Van Dyne gives her her old apartment, which Janet owns, and all of her old clothes is in there. I was like, thank God. So read it, fuckers. Read it. And then um, a a character who I kind of, like, low-key love shows up at the end, Jack of Hearts, former Avenger, like, real D-list Avenger. Um, 
Didn't Wanda camp. kill him and disassembled? Wanda did not kill him. Wanda brought him back and disassembled. So, so he, he, back. he previously had killed himself. He flew up into space to blow up because he can't control his, and this is where the high camp comes in, his zero energy. <laughs> this is why we love him. Because he has, he he can he can shoot and control and manifest zero energy. I love comic books, and in order to control and contain and harness his uncontrollable zero energy, he built this fucking suit that looks like a jack from playing cards. Like none of this makes sense. When anyway, he he's back or, somehow. When, when did he originate from the sixties? He originated in. Um, uh, the deadly hands of kung fu. Like I, I don't know if it's deadly, but some the hands of kung fu. Like it's some old seventies kung fu book. Okay. It wasn't yeah, Shang Chi. It was actually yeah. White Tiger. Yeah. So he point, showed up in a uh, kung fu book. Origins were written for eight year olds to understand. Oh yeah, no, he's half human, half Contraxian, and his father experimented on him and caused caused him to main, manifest this uncontrollable zero energy. So he built this containment suit that looks like a jack from playing cards and the reason half of his face is purple is because that's the contraxian half oh wow that sucks if you were i wish that happened with humans it's oh, just like, like if you're like right in the mixed race the yeah that would be amazing i think that would be amazing so yeah so he shows up and he's like help me jen and she's like jack jack what's going on if, if he showed up and I did not know his name, I'd be like, is your name Jack? Because <laughs> you look exactly like a Jack. It's so, good stuff. Read it. Yeah, it's good. We love She-Hulk. We can't wait for it to come out again. Um, Shall we talk about another show that's going on? Yes, let's talk about TV, girl. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Peacemaker. All right. I was at the end of episode three. I was very upset because they introduced probably, I was like, I think this is my favorite character. And then I thought they killed <laughs> him. It was a yeah, judo master. No way. Judo master. I was like him just eating f- Cheetos and then just being like, my morning, I kicked your ass. I was like, oh, this, I need more of this. <laughs> so then when it looked like Steve Agee, what's his name? The Economist? Yeah, John Economist. Uh, when it looked like he killed him, I'm like, no, he was funny. But then he's still alive. And this episode, But then it looked like they killed him again. But he's still alive. And I'm like, oh, is he the new Kenny of this damn show? Yeah. Are they going to have to kill him every episode? How about like the first time he was down and out and he escaped from his shackles and then when he reappeared, he walked out of a closet behind John Economist and he was eating chips. Yes. I I looked up this actor. He has like been in yeah. nothing. He yeah. was like in some His, gay short. Yeah. And that was it. I'm like, how did they so find great. him? He's so fucking funny. The way he um, screams when they're fighting, it's the most intense, wonderful, <laughs> weird shit. And the one where he's just like, oh, your body's so big and like weird and bubbly. <laughs> body's so weird and lumpy. You have, you have a weird body. I love it. 
Yeah, so it opens with a f- big fight between Judo Master and Peacemaker, um, but then he's shot by Daniel Brooks's character, um, Judo Master, and but again, clinging to life, um, just like when he was beaten over the head the first time last episode, and so he's in shackles again, being taken care of by John Economist. But that's just one plot thread. This episode, episode four, centers on my personal favorite, Freddie Stroma's Vigilante. Can you imagine, like, the character that was supposed to play it? I can't. Was some old man. Like, literally, the they actor. completely rewrote. But that means it was a completely different character. Like, oh, completely absolutely. different character. That actor. But I mean, I think they intended the character that Freddie Stroma is playing and they just likely couldn't get that character out of the first actor they hired. But thank God, because Freddie Stroma is fucking hilarious. And I like, I know I, I knew he was in Harry Potter, but I didn't put two and two together that he's British and he's doing that incredible American accent. His voice yeah, he, is hilarious. He's in, uh, Bridgerton too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bridgerton, he does watched. like a German accent or something. He's so hot. Oh, th- especially when he put the gla- I was like, oh, when a guy puts glasses on and becomes even sexier. Yeah. Mm. But basically, Daniel Brooks's character plants the idea in Vigilante's head, like, we need to take Robert Patrick's character, White Dragon, Peacemaker's father, out. He needs to go away. He's horrible. And so Vigilante gets himself arrested so he can be in the same prison as White Dragon so he can kill him. And the scene where he eggs on the white supremacists who are protecting yeah. White Dragon <laughs> is so fucking funny. And I love how the people of color are all like, oh, he didn't do nothing. Like, they're all like, oh, he's cool. <laughs> like, oh, it's he's all cool. Them. No, they attacked him. <laughs> what does he say? Like, hey, guys, how's it going? What should we talk about? I know. Why don't we go around the table and everyone can tell me your favorite contribution that African-Americans made to society. (laughs) (laughs) To a table of white supremacists. It's so great. And then he's just like, how about ZZ Top and this? They were all, it's all based off of black music. (laughs) (laughs) All that white (laughs) redneck music. It would have sounded like shit if it wasn't for black people. (laughs) Oh, so good. He's so good. We also see that um, uh, we kind of get glimpses into the past of Peacemaker of like why he is the way he is. And basically, he just had the worst father ever. And a brother who evidently fell into some like tragic something. He, he died. They show him having a horrible seizure, which probably leads to his death. Yeah. In a flashback where like Peacemaker's kind of a child. Thing? Yeah, something. Or it could be um remember how he says he loves the one son that's dead, but he hates Peacemaker? What if yeah. he like wanted to poison him and then the brother took it instead or something? Oh, like maybe. That? Maybe. Yep. But yeah, Peacemaker it was definitely as a little himself. kid he was being made to stab like people. Yeah, Peacemaker was Ugh. trained to murder yeah i think a lot's gonna come out of his childhood and how just fucked up it was and peacemaker said he smushed the butterfly from the last episode but he kept Mm -hmm. it in a jar and he's like smoke giving it pod and the and the butterfly seems very friendly 
Seems pretty and cool. And Judo Master said before he got shot, the butterflies aren't what you think. There and then got shot. So now yeah. I'm just like, oh, are the butterflies good guys? Shit. Well, are they the scrolls of Captain Marvel? Yeah. There's that scene at the end of the episode where Peacemaker again is blasting hair metal, lip syncing, dancing to himself, borderline crying. And he's taking rips from a bong, which, by the way, I never thought I'd see John Cena <laughs> take hits from a bong. So that was great to watch. But he's getting high. He blows some smoke into the jar where he's keeping the alien butterfly. And then when he collapses on the floor, because he's crying over memories of his brother, Eagly and the butterfly in the jar both like come over to check on him. Yeah. Like, are you OK? Like to, almost to know, console right? him. It's very strange. I, um, and then the big reveal at the end, their boss, what's his name? What's the main guy's name? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but yeah, the one who works for Black Ops. Uh, he's a butterfly. And I'm just yep. wondering, has he always been a butterfly or when the explosion was he happened, just, did he just yes. become a butterfly? I think it was during the explosion because it really seemed like he was dead for a second. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm wondering. If I think that might be what happened. Yeah, but it's good. So, it's very intriguing. So good. Although this is the first one, it, I don't think it was. It was not James Gunn. Not directed. directed. It was written but by James still, Gunn, but not directed. Great. Fantastic. This show is apparently this is the highest rated DC um, movie TV streaming show. show. Yeah, um, or TV show. Yeah. Yeah, and also Yellow Jackets that we talked about, a highest-rated Showtime series in over three years. Sorry, Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Sorry, my friend more, Abby. Shaw. Wasn't Twin Peaks more than three years ago? It was probably more than three years ago. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure more people are watching Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, nobody is not talking about Yellow Jackets. Everybody. You know what's another delightful show on HBO Max? What? I just caught it. Bridget Everett show Somebody Somewhere. It's uh, not superhero. Too depressing. It's so adorable. I I recommend it. Because it just looked like it was like oh she just she wasted her not wasted her life but she had to like stop what she's doing to take care of her dying sister and now the sister's dead so she's like oh what do I do with my life isn't that kind of the plot? Yeah, but she was wasting her life even before that, but. It's there's a there's a big queer element to it. I'm not saying she's queer, but there's a really that big queer element that to with it. With the glasses yeah. and crazy ex-girlfriend and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. He is delightful and he kind of brings her back from the brink. It's very charming. Very charming. Very like cool. Duplass Brothers mumblecore kind of. Yeah, see, like, that's not know. my favorite thing. I know, I know. Plus, I'm also at the point where until now with Omer, I feel if Omicron didn't happen and we could be going out and partying, I'd be like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to watch really depressing things again. Yeah. But I'm still not. I'm still not. It's more like uplifting. It's like, yeah, it's depressing just to show you where she's starting from. But I yeah. think it's kind of like she's like building a new life. No, I heard no. Anyway. They they the th- it shows that they all get killed in the end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're butterflies. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the butterfly. I tell you, the butterfly. <laughs> so smart. Right. I have nothing so left good. to talk about. 
I think we did it. I think we covered everything. Thank God. Guys, that's it. That's it. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. When does Moon Knight come out? Um, I'm not sure. March 30th? March 30th. All right. Because what are we going to talk about? The what? What show are we going to be watching in between Peacemaker and uh, Moon Knight? I have no idea. Uh, Maybe well, somebody somewhere. Hey, listeners, if you're like guys, why aren't you watching? Blah, 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 please let us know. Write us. Tell us about it. Oh, somebody wrote us and they were like, "You guys mentioned Super." He, they're like, "You have no idea. Even if it wasn't James Gunn, like you still need to watch it. Like it's it's phenomenal." I mean, it looks like, I feel like it has to be good. Maybe we'll, maybe in the between time, we'll watch that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. In the between time. In the between times, in limbo. Yeah, we'll do that. Inner purgatory. There isn't a superhero show on this week. Am I a human being? Am I alive? (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm alive, but why? Okay. Listen, everyone, if you like this show, give us a rating. Um, give us some stars. Write up a little something on, like, Apple Podcasts or something like that. Um, we don't have a Yelp. Sorry. Um, also, tell your friend. Tell a friend. You know what? It's a new year. Make a resolution to tell a friend about this show, okay? Tell an enemy. Tell an enemy. That's more appropriate. <laughs> Who's someone you hate and want to torture? Tell them about this show. Yeah. Tell your mom. Yeah. Yes. And if you don't have one, tell a guardian. And remember. Of the galaxy. And remember, everyone, if you have recently bought a comic i hate to break it to you but that makes you (gasps) queer sorry not sorry bye bye